Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This story is one of international intrigue and the secret world of espionage. As you might expect, on that playing field, one of the U.S.'s chief foes is the country of China, as just evidenced on the Associated Press News. Information sometimes presented to their own people, though, in China, such a way that it might be, uh, you could say, misleading. And that's why a website called India Today, who looks right over the shoulder of China, pointing to a tweet posted by a man inside the country who is described as a pro-Beijing leader and nothing more. The picture is of an American who's said to be a CIA agent stirring up trouble and chaos inside Hong Kong. And as you might expect, there's just one problem. The dude in the picture is Matt Damon, taken as part of his role in the movie Jason Bourne. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to personally welcome each and every one of you this morning to the Morning Road Show. And I also want you to know that we've changed our formula so oh, we're we easier to spread. <laughs> it was a little clumpy before, yeah. but we've changed all of that, and we're, we think we're right exactly, Cliff, where we need to be. Well, and who would know better where we need to be than us? Yes. So we're easier to spread. Yes, we're easier <laughs> to spread. I've been sitting in this chair for almost 15 years. I'm pretty well spread about as far as I can go. Well, yeah. If, you, uh, <laughs> if you've spread any more, we're going to... Yeah. Well, it's not going to be pretty no, in not, here. Not, no, not at all. It's yeah. touch ugly now. Well, here's Brantley, <laughs> Brantley Gilbert to kick things off. And your speech is good, too. Yeah, it's getting better. <laughs> yeah. Well, our morning room show thought of the day is a pretty simple one, but we'll get right to it. Okay. In the teeter-totter of life. Yes. It is better to be the teeter and not the totter. <laughs> Why is that? Because the totter is always on the bottom. You want to be the teeter on top. Right. So you don't want to be on the bottom. No, no, no. No, no. That's the totter. <laughs> you, teeter you, is on top. Why is it bad to be on the bottom? You don't ever want to be on the bottom of anything. <laughs> you, you want know, to be on top. You know, it, it occurs to me that it's been so long since you've been either on the top or the bottom, you really wouldn't remember what it's like for either one. I do on the teeter-totter, okay. and I'm the teeter. <laughs> we, we spoke a couple of days ago about how interesting it might be to live in old Europe, and that every daily activity could bring you into contact with something that's a thousand or more years old. And in fact, London, in London, there's a whole subculture of those who explore the banks of the River Thames, particularly at low tide, and they're hunting for artifacts. Finds can include weapons from the 9th century or clay pipes in which tobacco was smoked some 400 years ago. It's called mudlarking, and English law requires those who find things believed to be of historical significance to report them to a government antiquities office. But the vast majority of the time, once it's photographed, they'll let you keep what you find. There is one thing, though, that that office wants no part of, and it comes from the Morning Roadshow Department of Just In Time For Breakfast. It's wipes. Disposable towels that people use to clean everything from their kitchen countertop 
to their makeup, to their baby's butt. Because they're all partly made of plastic, they won't break down in sewage, and when sewers overflow, all of that ends up in the River Thames, and then washes ashore, and in some spots there's like a veritable reef of baby wipes on the banks of the shore. And while we don't have the overflow problem here that the hundreds-year-old sewage pipes do in London, there is definitely a wipe problem, and that's why on behalf of the sewage treatment operators everywhere, we now offer this public service announcement. Please use the 3P principle for what you put in the toilet. That is, pee-poo and paper. <laughs> Don't know how we got around to all of that. It's magic. Yeah, it's, yeah you had a golden wand over there, I'm saying that. <laughs> and well, it's another day, and that means, well, there's another college admission scam oh, under no. investigation. Another one? Yes. What's going on now? This one's got a little twist, Cliff. Oh, it does. Wealthy parents are now transferring guardianship of their own children yeah. to less wealthy people so that the kid will be able to get financial assistance. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> now, yeah. my parents, yeah. they thought about transferring my guardianship. Oh, where, really? Yes. And, and who would they have sent it to? I don't know, but it had nothing to do with going to college, I oh, can tell you no. that. I think they were just trying <laughs> they to... They just wanted to make you go away. I think, yes. <laughs> Send him away. We don't want him anymore. Yes, yeah. yes. I believe this number is a little bit too low, Cliff. I think it's just too low. What's that? It says that two-thirds of all of us never speak in an elevator. I think it's higher than that. You think more people actually do talk in an elevator? No, I think more people oh, don't talk in an more, elevator. Oh. I mean, okay. I kind of enjoy that awkward silence that's in an elevator. <laughs> you, you generally do enjoy things that are awkward. I do. And in fact, I kinda, you've lived much of your life in an awkward state. Yes. And, <laughs> and I really I really like that because where else, and I was sitting here thinking of this, where else in the world are you ever in a situation where you're that close to other people yeah. without really having a uh, decision in who you're around? You're kind of forced into that situation. It's just kind of you, random. Yeah, you you enter the elevator car voluntarily, and as do others, and so you're kind of just thrown together. And yeah. I don't think of any other time you're that close to people, just yeah. randomly, yeah. that close, and you can't get away from them. You can go to a concert, but you can get away from somebody. You can go somewhere else. Get so, on an elevator. Yeah, you're pretty well stuck there for the duration of the elevator ride. Yes. Right. I like to stare straight at the door. Like a guard at Buckingham Palace, Cliff. I don't even divert my eye off that door. And and you find this enjoyable. I do find that enjoyable. Now, I've gotten off on the wrong floor before. Perhaps if you've been paying more attention to, you know, what the lights are on the panel, instead of just staring straight forward like a guard at Buckingham Palace. I understand what you're saying, but I have more than once got off the floor and went, Oh, this ain't even close. <laughs> Do you enjoy riding on an elevator? Do you talk to people on I, an elevator? I, it kind of depends. You kind of, you kind of, when you get in the elevator, you kind of get a sense of, are these people talkative or not? And if no one is talkative, then I'm more than happy to remain silent and not push an uncomfortable conversation. But sometimes you get on the elevator, and there are people who are kind of happy and whatnot, and. Uh, they just give off that vibe, or like you might say a few pleasant words. So I participate in that conversation. So you don't find it awkward at all? No. Oh. No. And unlike, of course, going to the men's room, standing at the urinal. Do you find that yeah, awkward? There's no talking there at all. 
No talking whatsoever. You never have? No, never. No talking at the urinals. Okay. Well, I hope, Cliff, the challenge has been thrown down now. Why would you say that? I hope everyone listening, if they yeah. ever show come across, up. Come across me in a urinal. <laughs> they, Try to get me to talk. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it could be good for Holiday World tickets if you can get it done. <laughs> That's right. Holiday World tickets. Weed, as most home buyers or sellers know, the real estate market right now is really hot. But how hot is it? A realtor in Florida has listed on the popular Zillow website a home in St. Petersburg, and it appears to be available for a bargain, less than $100,000. The realtor even says the property is close to shopping and restaurants, and yet remains somehow in a nice quiet area and would be the perfect place for the retiring couple. There is, though, some fixing up to be done, as further down in the description of the property it says the home has suffered damage and has been ordered demolished, and the purchase price basically is for the value of the land only. The damage, well, there was a fire, and in the pictures accompanying the real estate listing, there are actual photos of the house burning down. (laughs) That would really stimulate you into purchasing, wouldn't it? Yeah, sure would. (laughs) Let's go to the phone line and see who our first contestant is. Hi, who's this? Mike Lettrow. Okay, Mike, can you turn your radio down for us? Is that better? No, that's much better. Where are you from, Mike? Patoka, Indiana. All right, do you know the phrase that pays for Grand Ole Opry tickets? I think so. Let's hear what you got. P-A plus E equals P. That's it. Congratulations, Mike. You're the winner. Awesome. Pretty simple, wasn't it, Mike? That was pretty good. Well, you drop by our Country 98.1 Studios, you pick up your tickets, and who are you going to see at the Grand Ole Opry, Mike? I don't know. Who I guess do, we'll see. Well, who do you want to? Who do you want to see? Ah, uh, that's a good one. Luke Combs. <laughs> Luke, Luke Combs. Combs. Well, good luck in, yeah, in viewing him. Okay, that's a hard All ticket right. now, Mike. You have a yeah, good one. Yeah, it is. Yes, it Thank is. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. All right, bye. That is a tough ticket. Yeah, if, if people know he's going to be there, it'll sell out. That'll sell out. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, we congratulate Mike for knowing probably the most simple yeah. of all phrases. It's, it was pays. pretty easy. It, it was. was a basic uh, algebra type equation that had a lot of P in it. <laughs> Should have just went right to Christian. Should have just said, thanks, Mike, and let's have some music now. No. Cliff, we mentioned it earlier this week, and I'm going to yeah. say it again. Yeah. Thankfully, because I think it's over with. Yes. The licking of the ice cream and putting it back into the freezer. Oh, I think that's done. You think that's a fad that has served its time and we're now moving on? I I think so. I hope so. Okay. I hope we're not moving into this, though. What's that? Because this is so much worse. What is it? A woman in Wisconsin yeah. bought a bottle of conditioner at Walmart. Who hasn't? Who hasn't done that, Cliff? I'm guessing you. I have. Just looking at your hair. Well, I have done it in the past. (laughs) Conditioner. Yes. Okay. And the first time that she used it, her hair started falling out in huge clumps in the shower. Really? And what has happened is Uh someone mixed Nair in with the conditioner. Oh. Oh, that's... um... That's a bad thing. Yes. Yeah. And police are investigating yeah. it right now. Now, look, people, yeah. stop doing this stupid stuff because you're going to get it to the no. point yeah. to where they put all these weird tops on there 
that no one will be able to open. That's exactly right. Right. And that's what's going to happen. No, you, no, I totally understand that. And I hate that stuff whenever they do it. I liked it. I like it nice and simple. Yeah. Either pull the plug, twist the top. Yeah. And I get something out of it. But then they get to doing all this funky stuff. <laughs> and it's like you have to be Harry Houdini <laughs> to get nose spray up your nose. I mean, there's, have you bought a nose spray thing lately? I have not bought a nose spray thing lately. It's weird. Really? It's a twist off top, but the whole top spins well, unless you hold a certain yeah, point of it and, and then, then turn that yeah. top. I hate that. So please, quit messing with the products. It's not funny. And it's actually, well, dangerous and right. very illegal. <laughs> you know, and I don't. no one would have ever really... How many years did we go by and no one ever really thought of doing this? Yes. Until the Tylenol scare. And from and I think that was from 1982. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, decades you know, ago. People were, I don't remember how all that turned out, but they were putting poison in Tylenol. Yes. Um, how they got to do that. But that really started that whole process where we now have to protect our products that we buy on the shelf from bad people. <laughs> and now it's like almost we're protecting the products that we buy from our ability to open them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And that's where it's heading if we don't stop all no, this No, I totally nonsense. understand. You're absolutely right. Well, here's Carrie Underwood. Okay. There's got to be something in the water causing morons to do this stuff. <laughs> Let's dip our toe back into the prize giveaway pool just for a second. Okay. We're going to give you the chance to win the $20 gift certificate from sure. Montana Mike's yes. in Vincennes. Mm -hmm. You'll call us at 812-386-1250. We will give you a statement. And all you have to do is tell us, is it true or did I make it up? Well, here he is, or she is, one of the yeah. two, mm -hmm. our next contestant. Hi, who's this? Alan. Alan? Yes. Yeah, what's your last name, Alan? Williams. And where are you from? Evansville. Okay. All right, Alan Williams, I'm going to give you a statement. I want you to tell me if this is true or if I just made it up, okay? Oh, okay. All right, here is your statement. Three dogs survived the sinking of the Titanic. Now, is that true, Alan, or did I just make all of that up? I think you made it all up. Actually, that's true, <laughs> that's true. Alan. Three oh, really? Yes, three dogs did survive the sinking of the Titanic, so yeah. I'm sorry you didn't win, okay? Oh, well, it happened. All right. Well, thanks for playing, and thanks for listening, Alan, all right? All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. That's right, Cliff. Three dogs survived the sinking of the Titanic. Who knew? Well, I didn't know until yeah. I heard the commercial where they talked about yeah. Bark in the Park. Yeah. And it just hit me. There was like 700 survivors of the Titanic, yeah. if I remember correctly, from yeah. history. Mm -hmm. And I thought, after I heard Bark from the Park, what if there's any dogs on that boat? <laughs> So you did a bit of research. I today. did do oh, wow. so. And I found out, Cliff, yes. there were 12 dogs that were passengers on the Titanic. <laughs> and three of them. And three of them survived. Survived. Yes. 74 right now in Princeton. And Okay, what's going on with you? Well, you know, sometimes we get something from the uh, Department of don't ask a question you don't want to know the answer to. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you want to talk about that now or a little, in a little bit later? Oh, you can go you ahead. You can write it now. We yep. got one of our favorite listeners texted us this morning and said he had been home from work for a couple of days 
and he actually uh, had to make a trip to the emergency room where they gave him a large injection of antibiotics and more pills to take following that, and he described that as kind of scary stuff. Oh, yeah. But then someone felt it necessary to ask him what it was that he caught because clearly he was ill. That's right. And that was would have been you, right? <laughs> that would have been me, yes. yes. And then, then he gave you the answer. <laughs> Oh, and clearly he had um, a condition that prevented him from wearing pants. Yes. <laughs> Let's just say. Yes. Yeah, something would swelled up four times its normal size. We call it the cliff flu around here. <laughs> and apparently he stayed home from work for a couple of days. Yes, he did. Real men would have been able to work through that. Yes. Just say. But he's back to work now and yep. healing up quite well. Yeah. I'm assuming. I'm going by oh, what yeah, he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to... Inspect that? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, Cliff, the yes. invention of the internet has made one thing very simple, especially what's, for me. What's that? Lyrics to songs. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yes. You're totally correct. Before the internet, yes. you basically had to, uh, well, use your own ear. That's right. To, to figure d- out what they were that's saying. That's right. And there were, back when, you know, vinyl was the prevalent form of music delivery, Sometimes in the liner notes or sometimes on the sleeve that the disc came in, there was, in fact, the lyrics to the songs, but not always. No. And it turns out, you know, if you were learning to sing along to these songs and they weren't, you know, you didn't know the lyrics word for word, you didn't always hear correctly. (laughs) That's true. And that leads me to this, Cliff. What's that? You see... A lot of people messed up the song, Bad Moon Rising. They thought that it said, one of the lines, there's a bathroom on the right. (laughs) There's not a bathroom on the right. And this next song I'm going to play, Cliff, is one of those for me that for I don't know how long in my car I went around singing this song. At the top of your lungs. Yes. Yeah. And it didn't make sense, this line, to but, me at all. But you sang it anyway. But I sang it anyway because I thought, well, the writer's got some kind of a idea there that yeah. I don't know. Yes. And so I'm going to play this song, Cliff. Uh, okay. And I'd like for you and our wonderful yeah. 11 listeners to guess which line I could mess up so much that even today when I hear this song, I feel stupid. <laughs> okay. Skinny Rogers... And Lucille. Well, could yeah. you figure out where I went wrong on that song? I, I have no idea. It, it was pretty plain spoken, I always thought. The lyrics to that song. And you listened to it here in our studio. With, with my headphones yes, on, you yes. Did. And, and you I, don't ever do that. No. No. Well, here it is, Cliff. Yeah. In the chorus. Yeah. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Okay. And the next line I heard as, with 400 children and a crop in the field. (laughs) For years. You thought he was singing 400 children and not four hungry children. Yes. Yes. It made so much more sense when I finally was pointed out to me that it's hungry, not hundred. I thought the writer had some kind of a thing going there that I wasn't smart enough to figure out, and everybody else could. Yeah. 400 children and a crop in the field. 
And every time I hear that song, <laughs> yeah. that's what I think of when that line comes. 400 children. And from now on, <laughs> you will too. So you you heard and sung at the top of your lungs yes. 400 children. For years. <laughs> While you were driving around in your car. <laughs> yes. You must have had a really bad car stereo. <laughs> well, when it comes to cars, everything I've got about a car is pretty bad. Yeah, including the nut behind the wheel. Well, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> You'll be hearing 400 children in a crop in the field from now on when you hear that song. And then, Cliff, yes, I don't know who it is, but somebody sent a text message in, yeah. and we've got to play this song now. Well, what is it? It should have been a cowboy okay. by Toby Keith. And this person says when they were a kid, yeah. they used to think the line was, instead of wearing my six-shooter, Riding oh. my pony on a cattle drive. Right. Should have been a cowboy. Yes. Yes. He was actually saying, wearing my sex shoe. <laughs> and for years, they wondered what the heck What's a, a sex, sex shoe? shoe really was. So let's see if we can hear the sex shoe okay. in this song here. That's pretty good. That's good. That's good. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. Now, you probably know her best as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wasn't it uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, I believe is her name? Yes. Okay. But she's been acting for a real long time and got a very early start. Oh, really? As a matter of fact, yes. when she was five, okay. she did a Burger King commercial that yes. made fun of McDonald's hamburgers. <laughs> so McDonald's, that's right. Yeah. McDonald's yeah. sued Burger King named her in the lawsuit <laughs> and she was banned from going to McDonald's while she was a kid. <laughs> That's funny. It you is would funny. never think of McDonald's as a place that would ban a five year old from entering the building. No. But apparently it happened. It happened with her. And all of that yeah. you can take to the bank. That will leave a little bit of egg on your face, Cliff. Well. <laughs> and fries. <laughs> and cheese and pickles, onions, special sauce, all on your face. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day, start with number three. 400 children and a crop in the field. Okay, all right. <laughs> number two, wearing my sex shoe, whatever that is. <laughs> Reminder, all of these phrases of the day and everything else we said on our podcast later, go to weedandcliff.com to find out more. Number one, there's got to be something in the water Causing morons to do this. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.